Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8, 88 on the internet, wherever you are on the Faith FM network. And you are joined by myself, Lawson, and my wonderful co-host. That's right. It's the one and only Monica. Monica, how are you doing this <laughs> oh, morning? I'm good as gold, my friend. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm, Dude, did you see that game? Game on Saturday night. No. Oh, it it was the game that stopped the nation. I think it's the third largest Australian televised event ever. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, even have any idea what you're talking about, dude. No, really. The 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 women's World Cup, the oh. soccer. It was incredible. Go girls! It was every we won. Like we. Oh, we did. So we beat, it was the quarterfinals. The Matildas, right? The Matildas versus the French. Uh Uh-huh. And we beat the French. Like, we smoked, those guys waved the white flag. It was kind of, you know, ominous. frog munchers. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) We don't speak baguette here. Off you go. Off you go. Off the pitch. Dude, because it came down, it was a nil-all draw. Uh-huh. So, like, neither team had scored. They'd played the full 90. The full 90 and then extra 30 minutes of extra time. Oof. No one had scored, and it came down to the penalty shootout. And they, I think they, so there's like, it usually goes five for five, and whoever gets the most out of those five win. Yeah. I think it went to 12 shots because they just kept going back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. And I was with a bunch of my friends down at my uni. There was like maybe 20 of us. Yeah. And dude, when they scored that final goal, like (laughs) we were all in the cafeteria, just (laughs) like just going off. It was incredible. It's like a nail biting game. You would have been. That's right. Because it was cool because even though it was scoreless, it was like just high, like hotly contested. So many shots on goal. It was like a, a Amazing game. Now, like, straight away, everything is sold out for the rest of the games. All the gear, all the merch is sold out. Like, everyone has Matilda's fever now. They're heading to the semifinals. (laughs) You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We had some serious technical issues on Friday. Literally everything fell apart at once. Our server went down. Our computer randomly decided to do, like, a 40-minute long update, like, just... Just literally just before the show started, all kinds of things. But hey, we've we've got it all sorted. Basically the machines are rising up against us. That's right. That's that's the experience <laughs> that we had. But you are listening to the breakfast show this morning. So let's know how you're doing. Let us know how you're feeling. And this is your opportunity to win these amazing books, Preaching from the Grave, A Story of Faith from the Rwanda Genocide Bay, Fidaitis Nadayim Gabe. We are giving these books out for free. We've got three of them that at 8.45 today we will be drawing. And so leading up until this point, we've got a bunch of questions, and we've made it easy for you guys today to, to give back to you guys here. Hey, we, uh, we've got our, all of our questions today true are false. true or false. Yeah. So all you have to do is write, you write in true or false, but even if maybe you're like lazy, you know, maybe. Yeah. For all those people who are like, it's too hard to text too high. Answers, you can say like a T, a T or an F or an F and you'll be getting in <laughs> you know for what? the draw you this morning. You don't even have to capitalize it. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the lowercase that, will work for us. Either, either or that's what we are looking for this morning. Monica, give us our first quiz for today. True or false? By the way, we have a running theme. It's about Esther, my favorite character in the Bible. Number one, Esther was brought to King Xerxes in the 10th month. 
Okay. True, true or false. There you go. True or false. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or, well, it's the number to text this morning here on our text line. And if you text that number with either a T or an F and it's correct, you'll go into the draw to win Preaching from the Grave by Fadidas Nadayam Gabe. Do you want to read that again for us? Esther was brought to King Xerxes in the 10th month. Yeah. Amazing. 0491-064-669. Is that true or false? Listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, we want to give a shout-out to a town, and that town is none other than Marysville, Victoria. Hotly we- contested in the studio this morning. What, what is it contested about? <laughs> Please put the mic up to your mouth. Uh, we were, uh, Lawson and I were having an off-air um, <clears throat> discussion about whether or not People a mutual we know. friend that we know, whether or not they live there, because I lived in Marysville for three years. Yeah. Lawson visited one time and he reckons this person lives there and I'm like he didn't live there in those years and Lawson's I'm like absolutely they did and I'm like well I didn't see him for three years and I saw everyone every Adventist in Marysville in those three years okay well Marysville of course historic town uh particularly yeah. recent history mm-hmm. one of the towns that was very Friday, brutally yeah. affected by Black Saturday, Black Saturday sorry. uh and as well the second best tasting water in the world What's the first one? It's somewhere in Sweden or something. Like yeah, in, I'm pretty sure it's New Zealand. Are you sure? New Zealand's water is so delicious that I was literally making space for it in my suitcase and like packing bottles of water to bring back like, to Australia. Like from the tap? No, they had this like bottled like no, off no, no, their no, no, mountain. No, no. See, see, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. This is the best tap water. Oh, tap water. The okay. best, the okay. second best tasting tap water Ooh. in Australia. Oh. And that was shared with me while I was there staying with this mutual friend. Of ours, apparently, yeah. who lives there. We must have had a very different experience in Marysville because when I lived there for three years, the tap water came out brown and tasted like it too. I, I, I think you're thinking of the wrong Marysville. No, 100%. Because maybe, I don't know, maybe you had... On the Maroondah Highway. Like, yeah, I lived at 291 Maroondah Highway. Well, you don't live there anymore, so <laughs> shout out whoever lives there. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. We've got some correct answers coming in already. 0491-064-669. Monica, what is happening in the world oh, of positively different news? I have some good news I just broke about three hours ago. <clears throat> I think this is good news because hopefully mm-hmm. it spells the end to what I think has been absolute nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I tend to think that Lawson are going to disagree with me. But I don't know if you've heard this yet, but Mark Zuckerberg has decided to stop arguing with Elon Musk because he thinks Elon Musk isn't taking anything seriously and they've called off this ridiculous fight. That is great news for Elon Musk. Did you think he was going to lose? Absolutely. Do you want to explain to our listeners what's going on? Okay. So Elon Musk, mm-hmm. at one point, one of the wealthiest melthi- uh, men on earth uh, and he is the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, a bunch of other companies, including Twitter as well, which we talked about, the rebrand of Twitter and and all of those things that have taken place, versus Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Meta, which owns Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and a bunch of other famous apps. These two guys talked about setting up a cage match between one another because Mark Zuckerberg is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like, brown belt or something. Like, he's actually really good. He recently won a tournament. And Elon Musk is six foot two. And so... (laughs) And South African and has a mouth. (laughs) And South African and has a big mouth. And so they they were like, yeah, let's let's fight each other, which would have been probably the biggest pay-per-view event of 
all time. Mm-hmm. But apparently they've called it off. Yeah, so um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg is, is just... He thinks that Elon isn't taking things seriously. So apparently Elon's been giving mixed signals. Uh, first he couldn't commit to a date, then he talked about needing surgery. And now he just wants to do a practice round in Mark's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I honestly... I, I, honestly, my brain doesn't want to believe this event even happened. That two of the with. richest people who can, are some of the biggest business moguls of all time are going to duke such, it out. such silly billies. It's <laughs> 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 the nicest possible way I could put what I really think about them on live breakfast radio. Yeah. I just, it's pretty ridiculous. It's so ridiculous, and mm-hmm. I think it's so distracting for the planet. And I, I, know, I know that you said like it would be like the highest pay-per-view event ever, but do you know what? Like... And they really think of nothing better to do with their time. Yeah, absolutely. These people are like billionaires and they're so influential and this is what they yeah. want to do. I just, it just boggles my mind it's, it's, that humans are this stupid. But especially because uh, Elon Musk set the record this year for the most money lost from a company in a certain period of time ever. Right. With, uh, with Twitter. <laughs> but you look at the stuff that Elon Musk has done that's pretty cool, like, you know, Tesla cars. SpaceX. And and, SpaceX. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't, like, why would he pour his energy into, because like, this would eclipse and overshadow all those great works. And like you said, probably the most watched event ever is a stupid backyard fight with Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. <laughs> Instead of like shining a greater light on like engineering and space travel and all those things that are actually really cool. Yeah. Oh, I just I'm I'm mind boggled and I'd love to know what y'all think about this. Hey, Am I 0491 <laughs> I, I think it is pretty silly. Like well this is the thing is that like they have beef, right? They have Do they actually have actual no, beef? No, no, no. Like, like they actually the have an issue because they're both operating in the same space, the social media space. Now Twitter has done this whole pivot and it wants to like take out Facebook, right? Okay. But then Facebook with Twitter kind of going down the drain since Elon bought it, released its own version of Twitter called Thread. Threads to directly mm-hmm. de- dive into Twitter's market space. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, you might be listening this morning like social media who cares but we've we've talked a bunch on the show about how these spaces are becoming more and more important because this is where the greatest social movements are yeah. coming from even within faith and within yeah. Christianity and whatnot and and there's been a huge conversation regarding these two platforms and and the thing that Elon Musk has kind of grandstanded about and shared is that hey you know Twitter will be the the place where it'll be freedom of speech and anyone can mm-hmm. post anything and if it's about you know, God, it's about, you know, you won't get cancelled for saying things that are that, that are the truth or that you believe are true and these kinds of things. And so there was this, like, this business beef between them. Mm-hmm. But then Mark, I think it was, it was Elon Musk first who opened his mouth and said, let's fight. And then the footage came out of Mark Zuckerberg being an a- absolute <laughs> animal. Like, he's actually really good. He's, like, physically fit, like... Eight pack, strong. Like you might think of him as some nerdy guy, yeah. But he's been doing jujitsu for a long time, and recently he's been on in his stride. He's like fit as strong as an actual good fighter, even though he's a good, you know, six inches inches shorter than Elon. Yeah. Like I think he's got the stamina and he's got the moves to take him out because Elon knows nothing, bro. But I don't don't know about because Zuckerberg like recently released his diet as this whole fight thing and he eats like 4,000 calories a day mostly like McDonald's and heavy meats and basically junk. Zuckerberg? Yeah, literally. There's a video of him 
showing what he eats. And I'm like, how are you going to fight anyone with that diet? Well, he's, he might be trained. I think he's probably taking protein as well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, drug test both of them, he's, he's on the shakes. But, um, <laughs> but, but Elon Musk as well, like, as soon as he realized that Mark would beat him, he's like, oh, so I have to get surgery, guys. And like, <laughs> it's just so lame. What to, but like, it's, it's such an eye roll. Like, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just like, why are these people doing this? Hey, let, let us know what you think. 0491-064-669. That being said, if the fight would go down, it would make absolute money. It would make history, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy it's been called off. Mm. I think that's the most sensible thing we could do at the moment. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. DJP is just picking the bangers this morning. I'm loving it. Shout out DJ Pete, who is in here doing a fantastic job this morning. Fill in for Shell while she is away. We've also got Danuta away this morning as well. That's why you're here, Monica, just doing a great job. Before you are... Before you head. Before I depart off into the sunset, never to be seen again. Well, not probably to be seen again. But well, <laughs> oh, me. man, don't make promises like that. Come on. <laughs> don't, don't give us something to look forward to like that. Are you serious? You're horrid. <laughs> Why do I love you so much? <laughs> hey, is the number to text in with the correct answer to our next quiz. Guys, again, our prize is that that was supposed to be drawn on Friday. We sincerely apologize for the show not going to air that day but hey again it's preaching from the grave a story of faith from the rwanda genocide we have three of these things that we want to give you absolutely for free so read us the next quiz so just to clarify we're going to be giving away friday's prize today to and this morning. also a prize on friday for this week so basically it's a double prize week almost. yeah yeah it's, yeah, that's, that's right stuff okay here's the second quiz for the day once again about esther King Xerxes ruled 127 provinces, true mm. or false? King Xerxes ruled 127 provinces, true or false? Mm-hmm. And if that's true, this guy was an old-timey catch. What do you mean? Like, you know how chicks like guys who are... Power? <coughs> Money. Money. <laughs> you know, we all dream Money. about marrying a millionaire husband. <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> Money. Well, I don't dream about marrying a... Million no, I husband, said, I said girls. We dream yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out girls out there getting it done this morning. Um, you know, I'm currently studying my degree to go into ministry and theology. Amen. So I'll never be that. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. You know, God is good. You never know. And he'll su- supply for me. Make some smart investments or something. That would be, that would be Marry a millionaire-ess. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, what's the word to say? We'll, um... We'll, we'll let God. We'll let yeah, God do that work. I, I mean, Absolutely. But, hey, that'd be crazy. Billionaire pastor. I'd, I'd be the richest pastor in the world. I think the richest pastor in the world is currently worth, like, maybe $200 million or something like really? that. Really? Yeah. Four what, of them are from Nigeria. must be... Oh, okay. Yeah. okay <laughs> and okay, and okay. one of them's from the States. I think one of them's Joel Osteen or one of these guys. Oh, so. the mega church. But, hey, shout out those guys uh, for... I, I doing an interesting work in that space. <laughs> You're listening to the breakfast show this morning. Of course, we are remembering uh, and reflecting on the terrible tragedy that's happened in Hawaii over the last week. The wildfires that have happened there, mm. the deadliest wildfires in the last 100 year history really? of the United States of of fires. So it eclipsed. The last biggest fire, which is kind of crazy to me, the California fire. There was 85 people who died in the California fire in 2018. And it was eclipsed, of course, by 
by this fire in Hawaii with 93 people who have passed away in Maui, which is just a terrible tragedy. Um, For some context this morning, Black Saturday bushfires, which really rocked Australia here, was 173 deaths. This is one of the biggest, like, fire death tolls in in the first world, essentially, in in first world developed countries. And so, us Australians, we definitely know the loss um, of bushfires. And then, of course, with the fires that happened over 2019 into the beginning of 2020, where Australia was just perpetually covered in smoke. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is just an absolutely devastating thing. That has taken place. And, you know, there's been lots of reflections that have come out, particularly from, you know, pastors in the area and, and different um, people who were, you know, in, in that moment of the island being on fire, traffic is congested as they're trying to run away. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're stuck bumper to bumper, everyone trying to evacuate and, you know, bunching up and just, just, just an awful situation. situation. A fire on an island must just be so much scarier than yeah. on a mainland situation. Absolutely, because yeah. where do you go? Where do you go? I mean, yeah. jump in the water. But, but it's still, it's you know, not a solution. We, yeah, especially because it's often not the fire itself that, that kills you. It's, it's the, the smoke. It, and the and heat, the heat also. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have to swim out quite a way and then you have a whole other set of danger there. Yeah. it's oh, But at this time now, we're definitely thinking of those pastors and those churches mm-hmm. who will be a part of the you know, and the in the charitable organisations as well. I think of Adra. I think of the Red Cross and different people who will be working in that space to rebuild, uh, to rebuild Maui and to rebuild the uh, the suburbs that we hit there. So hey. You know, actually, actually, I gave a sarcastic shout out to the rich pastors before, but actually, shout out the people who are already on the island doing amazing yeah. work, supporting yeah. those who are in need. I wanted to bring up a story this morning as well. This story comes from England, and this is this is an interesting story. Um, this is this is about a church treasurer. Um, so a treasurer of the church, someone who looks after the finances and the money of the church. Yep, behind the scenes. Behind the person, scenes, yeah. getting it done, which is an incredibly noble job. Mm-hmm. I, I was at one time a church treasurer for uh, RTM Church, Raymond Terrace Mission oh, in yes. Raymond Terrace, and I was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was thinking it, what? It was, well, I think it was because we were a small church plant mm-hmm. growing and I was working there, and so I was just given a bunch of different jobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, bless your heart for taking that on, because I, I, like, if someone had asked me to be sorry. treasurer, I would have a hundred percent said no. Yeah, yeah. That's like, right. I can't even count my fingers. Ab- like, absolutely. No, no, no. I was, uh, I was the AV leader. I was the the worship leader. I was, you know, doing a fair few things. And one of the things I took on was treasurer, which was actually a cool experience because it let me kind of give me some insight into the role. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was the church treasurer. I wasn't there very good. And a story has come to light uh, from Hertfordshire in the UK of another church treasurer who wasn't very good. But it wasn't because of, you know, mistakes or maybe a miscounting of money. Um, but it was because they had siphoned a total of £24,000 from their local parish, as well as £125,000 from the parish that they worked for. Uh, and it went 100%. It's like, oh, man, that's that's crazy. Why did she steal that money from the church? You know, what kind of cause led her to do that? Um, retail therapy. Uh, no. Now, the 52-year-old, uh, <laughs> Alison Blake, she was the chief signatory for the, the this church uh, in her in her area in Hertfordshire since 2013, um, and she pled 
guilty for two charges, which began in February 2018 of fraud and abuse of her position. Now, what is so interesting about this is that she started siphoning money out of the church. And I don't know whether someone realized or not, but then they started to... uh, She started to... The church started suggested that they have a co-signatory that work with her mm-hmm. on the finances. They were like, oh, you know, you've been doing the role, you know, and hey, would it, would it be good if you shared the role with someone else? She's like, no, 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 it's fine. Oh. I'm okay doing it myself. And now, uh, unfortunately for her, so she started making purchases to Amazon and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that was actually the thing that uh, that caught her out was that, you know, just money started coming back. And I was like, oh, man, there's, there's lots of money that it's coming out of the account here. And her family started asking questions and all kinds of things. And ultimately, she has received a sentence of 28 months behind bars. Uh, she has written an apology to the church. And um, she she offered to repay the church, but you know, in just to give you an idea, in Australian dollars, it's it's. I looked it up. It's three hundred thousand Australian dollars. Three hundred thousand Australian dollars. Now, again, it's twenty four thousand pounds, which would probably be around fifty grand from the church, from a church that has a membership, a regular attendance of twelve. It's an elderly person church as well. And she was, they, they were collecting uh, around three and a half thousand dollars per year, and then oh. for the average, like, tithe and offering, yeah, yeah. and then more for, you know, special events and whatnot. And yeah, she was just wholesale if, pocketing uh, the money. Of all the places to steal from, surely a church would just be the scuzziest place to choose. Like, how scuzzy do you have to be to steal from a church? Yeah. Like, go rob a bank instead. Yeah. I hate to say it, but come on. But even so, like, and the reason she did this is because she took a, a position to, you know, she could abuse the power that she used. And this, like, this isn't someone who would rob a bank because they can't rob a bank, but mm-hmm. they were trusted, you know, and it's it's sad and it's terrible to hear that such an awful thing has happened in a church and someone has abused their position so much. But simultaneously, the Bible says, but if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure that your sin will find you out. Because she's literally stealing from God. She is robbing God, robbing the ministry of the church here. And not only will she be, you know, uh, like the sin will find her out, but even if it didn't, she would be judged in heaven. No, if, I, if anything, I think this is a good thing for her. Hopefully she can repent. Mm, Hopefully she can get true. right with God and be on his side. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. And Monica, can you give us our next quiz? Yes, quiz number three for today. True or false, themed with the uh, with the character of Esther out of the Bible. Esther's name was also Hadassah. True or false, Esther's name was also Hadassah. You can mm. text your T or your F to 0491064669 and get yourself into the draw to reach um, to get Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide. Mm, absolutely. Again, 0491064669. That was the number. Guys, you've been sending in correct answers and at... at 8.45 this morning, we are going to be getting, you know, you, we're going to be spinning that wheel three times yeah, yeah. and getting all, all of your answers in. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we have an interview with one of our regulars on the show, none other than Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? 
I am Lawson. How are you, mate? Oh, hey, I'm I'm killing it, man. It kind of sounds like you're you're out and about right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm on a walk, but I've just got back to the house, so mm-hmm. it's all good. It's, it's all good. It's, it's all raining. Good. It's beautiful it paradise. Is, yeah, absolutely. Out in the bush. Out in the bush, mate. Yeah. Well, this morning we uh, I, I called you up, and you know we're just we're just we're just spitballing a little bit. You know, thinking about what do we talk about? And and you did ask last time you were on the show. Hey, people, send in some questions. And so you have the opportunity right now. We, we're just going to be talking for the next fifteen minutes. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine with Justin Lawman. We talk about all things politics and prophecy. So we would love if you guys have any questions about that to send it in over the next fifteen minutes but hey i want to start with you know we have been looking at been talking about particularly over the last um couple of weeks we look at politics and prophecy we look at what's happening in the area of the economy uh and we look at you know what's happening in the area of the political movements of the world now where those two things kind of intersect a little bit here in australia as is the the context is in regards to housing now it's something that was talked about a few times but in housing here in australia in america now it was uh it was the lowering of the grade of the bonds of housing it was those going to zero whether it was triple a to double a double a to a and, and whatnot that ultimately led to the gfc now we have seen that there has those those bonds in the united states have lowered to double a and we kind of touched on it a little bit last time but in terms of a direction where where are we going with this Look, there's so many things going on, so I'll talk about some big stuff mm-hmm. that you need, that you're not hearing, mm. okay? So the, the disturbing thing to me is China mm. is positioning itself. Mm. It's getting ready for something. Mm-hmm. That something seems obvious, and they're meeting in Durban, South Africa on the 30th of all. Hang on. <laughs> We'll pass that. 30th of September. Mm-hmm. Um, for something called the Durban Accords. Mm-hmm. The Durban Accords are them setting up a currency that they can trade in wow. with a significant trading block so they don't have to use the US. Mm. And th- this is about getting ready. So if, if they declare war on Taiwan, America's just this week banned semiconductors, no investment in China with semiconductors, quantum computing, or Mm. AI technology. Mm -hmm. That's all about military gear. Ban that. China hasn't responded yet, but they know as soon as they invade Taiwan, America is going to – it's going to cut everything off. So they're getting ready for that. Mm. And at the same time, we're paying what all this is going on now in the economy. We're paying for the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. When they locked us all down, they gave us free money and said, "Stay home." Well, if you stop the economy like that, there's going to be a cost, and that cost is now the interest rates in your house. Mm. And I'm not expecting it's going to actually long term fix. I have a lamb here that I can, we can hear it. <laughs> needs feeding. I'll kiss I just picked him up, so he stopped crying now. <laughs> in a paddock in New Zealand or something. <laughs> He's in a paddock, just not in New Zealand. He's not worried about interest rates, this lamb. He's worried about some milk. <laughs> what a simple life. Oh how show us a lamb. That's awesome. Yeah. Um 
The Durban Accords. You can people can Google this. You're not hearing anything about it. And it's the BRICS. It's Brazil. That's mum. It's Brazil, uh, South Africa, uh, Russia, China, um, India. Unfortunately, because mm. India is an ally to the US and to us, mm. but. It just goes to show the the devaluing of the American currency that the American government's engaged in. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. And what we spoke about last week with the the double double A rating, double A plus, rather than triple A. Sorry about this. I'm personally loving it. This is this is an <laughs> awesome background. I have a, my grandchildren staying over, and they get, they want to feed the lamb this morning, so. I'm, out of here in the rain, getting the land for them. <laughs> um, the other thing that's going on that's really disturbing is the lawfare mm-hmm. in the US. Mm. That's setting a precedent the West has not really, unless you're a banana republic, you don't try and jail the opposition leader. Mm. And no matter what people think of Trump, he is the most popular politician in the US, mm. they're trying to jail him mm. so he can't run again in an election. Mm. That's not how we do democracy. Mm. And uh, we've never seen this. Yeah. And they've indicted him now three times with a fourth to come. You think of all of history, no other president has ever been indicted mm. once. Mm. They're going to do him four times. So I think if he does win, I think they call that the revenge tour. And it won't be good for anyone when they do that. It really won't. Mm. Yeah, especially when, like, the basis of his charges now is over, you know, holding on to some documents, which has... Every single U.S. president for the last 100 years has done, but yeah. he is being singled out, and they're trying to pull him, put him in jail for life for it. It's crazy. And the other thing is, he they they're saying that he didn't believe the election was stolen, mm-hmm. but then he told people it was. How can you prove what he believed? Mm. You, you can't bring charges on that stuff. He's allowed to believe whatever he likes. Mm. He can believe aliens took the election. <laughs> That's his free ride. Uh, you can't mm. jail people for this stuff. It's bizarro. It shows a desperation mm. because, as we're seeing in politics around the world, France everywhere, populism is just gaining momentum, and that's what Trump represents. Mm. And populism, I actually I sympathise with that. But ultimately, it's very dangerous because it's the mob. Who can trust the mob? What will the mob do? They won't think mm. logically. They'll think emotionally. And that's what's – there's more emotion getting into politics than ever before. Mm. And that's not a great thing. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not, and I, I think uh, I think the lamb is crying out in in agreement with you. <laughs> uh, this morning. When I hold him, he doesn't cry, but when I put him down, he calls out. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Because he, have you raised it by hand? 
Is that why it's like? Yeah, his mum. His mum's got a few issues, mm. and normally mums are great with lambs, but her udder isn't producing milk, and so yeah, you've got to feed him four times a day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's really loving it. <laughs> That's awesome. Of course, the you know you're you're participating in country living and and living in a space. Wait, wait, I'm you, home. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. What, what have you been up to over the weekend? I've uh, been up Dubbo. Oh, nice. Uh, great church is going great in Dubbo. Mm. Um, my main man Jay up there. So mm. I have a mentoring role. Mm. Um, he's um, doing awesome there. Mm. We've got some good guys. Around the place, and uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'd love to ask in that space as you are working as a mentor for these ministers and whatnot. I'd love to ask in regards to what we talk about on the show each week politics and prophecy, the happenings of the world. Have you seen a response from pastors to their congregations and their local communities that has been? in any way shaped by that or things that have been happening in that space where you, yeah, see those, see those worlds converging. The economics are getting real. Mm. They're getting real. And I, I think there's a higher need all of a sudden coming to the community. A lot of the churches run a food bank, mm. a grocery hub. Mm. And in the future, that stuff is, uh, going to increase. Mm. It's not going to decrease. So that's one area. Um, I think all church is local. Mm. And what's going on in Dubbo or Wagga, uh, while there's global things, it doesn't necessarily touch you because we're not in Ukraine this morning. Mm. You know, I have a very good friend, a, a pastor, uh, Vadim, who's um, connected straight back to Ukraine. Mm. And, you know, you hear a pastor's son is killed and all of this sort of stuff where it's just, it doesn't seem real where we are in Australia right now. We're so isolated from all of that. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, the need in the community is revolving around, I think, probably more than anything, headspace. Mm. Australian community is, um, there's a lot of anxiety and there's a, the family units have really not got stronger. They've got weaker and that means support has got weaker. And all around you, there's people that are very lonely and in lots of need and having a community to belong to, mm. um, is just a wonderful thing. Mm. Yeah. Of course. Like, I have been incredibly blessed by the community of my church, and particularly as, as you said, the economics are getting real. You know, The Guardian released an article this morning just highlighting the fact again and again and again, you know, Australian rental crisis is pricing low-income workers out of homes. You know, people are struggling to make ends meet, struggling to live, struggling to, 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 to have their, me- their needs met. And it's incredible that as a church, we can stand up in those spaces and and meet people's needs in those areas, Um, whether it is some kind of social service, as you said, you know, a food bank and whatnot, but then also like the the stress that comes with with struggling with housing, struggling with work, struggling with family, all those things is is a need that really the church can can meet. I I had uh, a few years working in 
in uh, California, in Los Angeles, as a mm. pastor. And I remember one of my church members lost her job. She moved into her car. Wow. And I'd, ne- I'd never experienced that. I'm thinking, wow, this isn't right. How can you? And then I go back there over the years, and under every bridge, there's tents mm. where you have families living in tents because they just can't either get or afford, and usually afford accommodation. Mm. I In Australia, that's actually something I thought we'd never see. We have always had a good sort of social safety net. Mm. But the, the government's response to the rental crisis is to increase immigration, double it, 600,000. Um, where are we going to put everyone? Mm. We're just not building homes. And, and so landlords who are getting high interest rates, they're going to put up the rent. Mm. And people can't afford it. You lose your job. How are you going to pay? Because the, what the safety net doesn't meet what reality is. Mm. And that's, that's not an Australia I'm used to. Mm. That's not the one I grew up in. There was always some sort of housing for people. They're the sort of things that where the church is going to have to reevaluate the needs of the community around it. Mm-hmm. Because while, while all these Christians are reaching out for politics to fix the world, they hate what's happening, so they're electing senators and demanding this from politicians the way the world really truly gets changed is through the preaching of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and having Jesus become the Lord of your life, he gives you a new approach, a new way to look at the world. That's what will make the world better, not politics. And this is the unfortunate thing to me, to see really good people so caught up in politics that mm-hmm. it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. It's not going to work, guys. It's mm. not going to work. The pre- we need another Billy Graham. We need the preaching of the gospel um, in the world that the people would actually be transformed internally. And then people that have got a lot of wealth, they'll want to help. They'll want to build housing. They'll want to do this. Different things will happen, and our society will become a more loving, uh, kind place. Mm. And and have be really centered, but I don't think that's um, the times that we're living. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at one eight hundred Faith FM.